Welcome to Lincoln Baptist Daily Reading Program. Today is day four, meaning we are in Genesis 7 and 8 and Philippians chapter 3. Let's begin by looking at our Old Testament passage, and really there's a few things I want to pick up on today. The first being Noah's continued obedience. He did all that the Lord commanded, whether small or big, Noah did everything. Yet we so often question God, don't we? Why do we have to do this? Why do we have to go there? Are you sure this plan is right? Yet Noah gives us the example of what complete obedience looks like and it doesn't involve questioning the plan of God. This obedience that Noah shows is then rewarded by him being saved from the coming floods. You see, the Lord blesses the faithful, not necessarily with an earthly gain, but always a blessing to those who are obedient to the commands of God. Consider too the term male and female in verse 16. We've covered centuries in these early chapters of Genesis, yet God's creation is still defined as male and female. I think we deceive ourselves in the current worldly debate of multi-genders. It's not our right to choose genders. God has designed us male and female. It is our society that is twisting our current generation to think that male and female is outdated. To those listening today, I would urge you to hold fast to God's word and his design for creation. Finding ourselves, as the modern term goes, will just produce more confusion. Proclaiming and celebrating God's design will bring purpose and meaning to our lives. Next, we see that everything that had breath, apart from those on the ark, was killed. That is how desperate the situation was. Only the complete destruction of the earth and all living things would appease the wrath of God. Verse 21 and 22 of chapter 7 tell us of that devastating destruction. Now, I'll come back to the flood itself in just a moment, but for now, consider Noah's response when he's saved and he touches on dry ground in chapter 8 and verse 21. He worshipped God. How true is it that we often seek the help of God and by his grace he grants it, and then we totally forget, either out of arrogance or ignorance, to return praise and thanks back to the one who deserves it. It's important to give honour to God for all he does. If we don't, we're in danger of using God like a genie in the lantern, giving us all our wishes, but never being grateful for what we are given. And that's not the God of the Bible. Now let's just go back one more step and go and return to the flood and the ark. I want you to take this in for a moment. It took about 75 years to build the ark, another seven days to gather the animals, another 40 days of rain that was sent by God, another 110 days where the waters continued to rise, another 74 days before any mountains were visible, another 40 days before Noah sent out the raven, another 7 days then Noah sent out the dove, another 7 days until the dove was sent out again, yet another 7 days until the dove was sent out and never returned. Even after all of this, it was still another 29 days until Noah removed the cover of the ark, and then finally after yet another 56 days went by, they then left the ark. After spending years building the ark, Noah would end up spending 377 days before he could leave it. It took a total of 76 years and 12 days for Noah to see God's promises fulfilled. One example of enduring patience. Noah doesn't quit, he focuses on the goal, not the task before him, but the goal at the end. Warren Wearsby writes, Those times when you feel like quitting can be the times of great opportunity, for God uses your troubles to help you grow. I want you to really pay attention to Noah today. See his enduring patience, his loyalty and obedience to God, and see him as an example to live by.
Let's head into our New Testament passage and into Philippians. In chapter 3, we have the wonderful testimony of Paul that is brought to the church in response to those who would deny salvation in the name of Jesus. You see, there were still many Jewish Christians who argued certain credentials to be assured of salvation, mainly that you would be circumcised, which was an Old Testament sign to say that you were one of God's children. Paul warns the church, though, to beware of such teachers, calling them dogs. Now, we're not talking about the cute little dogs we have as pets. In the New Testament time, dogs were street animals who would attack anyone and eat whatever they chose. Paul was describing these false teacher uh, Jewish converts as dogs for all they were interested in was their cells and survival. To hit home the point even more, Paul shows that he had every credential under the sun. He is circumcised from the right family, from the right background, with all the knowledge of scripture and in high esteem amongst the Jews. He was zealous as a Pharisee and he had all the credentials that these false teachers said you needed. Yet he counts them as loss, as rubbish, as utter nonsense in comparison to the love of Jesus and faith in Jesus. He chooses to forget all of his credentials and chooses to strain forward to the heavenly prize won for him by Christ Jesus. His whole life has been saved by Jesus, so his whole life is now for Jesus. In verse 17, you have what might seem like quite an arrogant phrase, imitate me, yet it shows what discipleship is like with Jesus. We're to be an example of Jesus and how we live, speak and think. If Jesus wouldn't do it, we don't. If Jesus did do it, we do it. You see, Paul is an example here. Paul shows us what it means to live by faith alone, that we're saved through faith in Jesus, not by our works, because if it was by our works and credentials, we would boast. But it's by faith in Jesus and only through Jesus that we might be saved. In all of this chapter, what Paul is saying is that the church is following the wrong people, the wrong teaching and getting caught up in the moment. And sadly, I think that's very true today. We get caught up by all the positive thinking. But when we actually scratch the surface, many of our churches in our land no longer teach the Bible, no longer are examples of Jesus and focus entirely on themselves. Friends, we are not to be like the world. We must reject false doctrines for we are to be all for Jesus. This week, my encouragement would be to remember both Paul and Noah, two men who stood out in their generations, two men who honoured God above all else, two men who put their faith in the creator God, not in some form of celebrity or public speaker, but in the one who formed them. Remember these two men as you walk through this week and follow their example. Be different from the world, be loyal to God and know that the words of God are our ultimate truth and in this ever-changing society that we can hold on to with great confidence and assurance. Let's close our time today by praying. Father, we thank you for these two wonderful examples of what it means to live for you, what it means to be obedient, and what it means to be saved by faith. Father, we pray that you would help us come to you by faith, not by works, that you would help us come to you in obedience, so that not only will we be praising your name as we are saved from our sin, but we'll be living for you in every moment of every day. Father, I pray for all those listeners listening in today. We pray that they would be like Paul, that they would be like Noah, that they would be faithful and obedient to our Lord Jesus Christ. We pray this in your name. Amen.